Welcome to episode 22 of Sing When You're Whining. <laughs> Every week it gets um, slower and slower and more and more have precise. To remember. <laughs> I'm Rod Coleman. This is my idiot friend, Andrew McPhee. Hello, yeah. Yes, I'm here. Uh, it is Thursday, August 1st, 2019. We're in August already. And the good thing about that is that it means the... Premier League is just around the corner, which we're very excited about. Thank God. But we're not there yet, so uh, this week, what are we talking about? Obviously, we've got the Whitecaps. They were uh, away in Minnesota last week. Um, nil-nil was the result of that game. We're going to dive into that one. Uh, we've got the interesting uh, game against Cincinnati coming up this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that one, and then it's been a Interesting week off the field with uh, several little things happening in and around the, the club. Um, uh, we had Crepeau sign a new contract. Venuto was left this afternoon out of the blue and kind of unexpectedly. Um, and then we all had our, well, for those of us who were season ticket holders, we all had our season ticket renewal email come through the uh, come through the email this afternoon off the off the back of a glorious nil-nil draw in Minnesota last weekend so uh but there's a there's some curious uh, things in that email have you read it yet I have indeed read it if you look at the Twitter you can now listen to this podcast risk-free until January 2020 <laughs> and I took that statement straight from the email so right, there you go that makes sense to me now okay so uh we got a, a little bit to get on to and then uh, we've got our, our what does Twitter want and uh, red and yellow cards have we got any red and yellow cards this week Andrew not yet I have both oh good so uh shape up you've got 45 minutes or so to figure something out in that tiny, tiny head of yours. But let's start with the Whitecaps. Last week we went to uh, Minnesota. It had been uh, it had been a ru- it's been a rough few weeks for the Whitecaps, and uh, they went down there and they finally uh, had some good news on the field. They kept a clean sheet. Uh, they got a point, so they stopped the rot in terms of not just conceding goals, but in terms of uh, getting a result as well. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, you saw the game, but. Uh, you know, nil-nil probably flattered flattered us a little bit. What was your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't watch the entire game because I've gone cable-free and I don't have TSN anymore. And I couldn't find the game. It's not on zone, which you've explained to me is because of region issues. But yeah, that pissed me right off. And then it was a nil-nil draw. So then I, I said, thank you to zone." Just to jump in there, I have explained that to you every week since March. Yeah. And you still can't get it through your thick head. Well, I'm thinking about doing one of them VPN things so I can uh, watch it. But that seems like a whole lot of effort for a game I really don't want to probably watch anyway. But back to the point. I did watch the highlights. And based on the highlights, at least, Minnesota should have won quite easily. They hit the post twice. Their strikers missed some fairly good sitters chances so you know i can't really comment on the game obviously a point away is positive when you've been getting slacked every single week but yeah it looks like um they got away with one yeah all the all the kind of fallout after the game was you know this is a step in the right direction and um you know a a bit of positive news after what's been obviously what was a really tough month or so for the whitecaps and that's all true but you 
watching the game, you couldn't help but think that it could have been another three 0 schlacking, <laughs> and the misery. Good word, that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is a good word. I like that. Uh, and it could have it could have been just another week of piling on the misery. But they they caught a break, and off the back of that game, it kind of quietened down a little bit this week. There wasn't really much going on on Twitter. There wasn't much uh, kind of fallout on the forums and on Facebook like we like we see after a, after a, a to defeat. To be fair, it has been a really nice sunny week with lots, quite a lot going on in the city with the fireworks and all that. So yeah, that's also true. It is. My, it's my favourite week to be in and around Vancouver with the fireworks and obviously the long weekend coming up. But uh, Pride weekend. Yeah, but uh, Pride weekend in the West End where we live is actually a good time. You know what? The on. only complaint I have. Uh, and I have it for when they do the the marath the marathons and everything, but particularly for Pride Weekend is when you live in the middle of the West End, and you have to uh, go somewhere that is not in the middle of the West End on on S- Sunday when it's the the parade. It is fucking impossible to get out because the parade goes down Robson, down Denman, down Davy. It like it loops you in. Yeah, you're stuck. So, uh, yeah, that, other than that, I... Uh, we had that driving back from football last night. You couldn't get back into the West End, but um, apparently if you show your ID with some with your, your your address on it, the cops will let you through. Yeah. It doesn't help you out when people are actually on the road, though, in the parade, but yeah. You know. Yeah, it, well, the West End is an area to stay away from, for sure, on those fireworks nights, but uh, that is completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> We went way off topic there, but um, that's what everyone else has been doing this week. They've been dis- <laughs> yeah, they, they've it been discuss- sums up the week. <laughs> they've been discussing the traffic and the uh, you know the the other things going we on. We had a conversation. What was the conversation that we had? Was it yesterday? We were talking about. Uh, was it a food eleven? We were talking about. No, Do you that, remember? that was, was just that was just a couple of hours ago when I said. When we walked past that restaurant, and I said, "Have you tried that restaurant?" And you went, yes. "Yeah, yeah, that's in Division Two. Yeah. So I said, "Well, what what do you consider a Premier League restaurant?" It's actually, and yeah, yeah it is. It's a, it's, it's, I'd like to put that on Twitter. I, well, who? Let's come back to it at the end of the okay, show. Okay, let's go. Yeah, we'll we'll loop back to it. But um, yeah, the Whitecaps. So I guess well, I, I guess that last five minutes kind of sums up the week. Really, it was a good result in the sense that it was a result. Uh, the performance. Uh, there was plenty to improve on in terms of, uh, you know, Minnesota carved out seven or eight really good chances. Um, the 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 Whitecaps had one or two. Montero, I remember getting one. The one thing that stood out to me that was odd that was that they put um, they put Theo Burr on the wing, uh, which was an odd one to me because he's your obvious kind of target man there, being the big fella, but. You know they got the results, so uh, so you can't uh, can't complain too much. I did read something this week that made me laugh: is that Theo Theo Bear's full name is uh, Theodore, and uh, somebody is upset because he's using the name Theo instead of Teddy, because his name could have been Teddy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking which, of names, tickled me. Somebody texted me this week, and I didn't even I forgot to look it up. Someone texted me this week and said the Whitecaps have signed a new goalkeeper called Crapper. Yeah. Is that true? No. <laughs> it's not true. Whoever texted you that as an idiot, I'm assuming that they've they read the article of, <laughs> of Crepo signing a new contract. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one. 
so moving on to that, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, this week in the Whitecaps. The first thing was the Crepeau signed a new contract, which I think nobody can disagree with. When you look at the figure that he was making in the uh, when the when the um, the salaries list came out earlier in the year, and you saw what you know other keepers were making, particularly uh, McMath, obviously was making hundred thousand dollars more than him. Uh, you got to feel happy for him. He's the only one who I think has really earned a new contract um, this season. I don't know if you you agree with me on that one, but he's been by far the player of the year in my opinion so far, which speaks volumes, I guess. Yeah, him and uh, Adnan got the new trans got the transfer and got a new deal, right? And those were the two names when we talked early in earlier episodes about the salaries. Those were the two names that we said then. Well, they both deserve more. And- for me, I mean, no argument. The guy has kept us in games and made a lot of good saves. That Let's use that word again. We would have got properly schlacked <laughs> without him. So, yeah, no argument from me. So, please, for, for Crepo, the one thing I will say about it, though, is I don't know if you're following it, but the, the Whitecaps, again, just went, like, so overboard with the with the material around it. Like, it was just... He's already here. It was just a contract extension. I don't. They got nothing else to yeah, talk I guess about, so. have they? And it, they um they also they sold a goalkeeper today or yeah guess, to Leicester. Yeah, so a young sixteen-year-old kid has gone to Leicester City, and they um they were so a few people have said, oh yeah, the youth policies come through, like come good, like, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, very aggressive. You yeah, but seen like, his eyes then piss off <laughs> yeah um, and I, I guess that they haven't got any money for this kid right he's just he's just moved no but someone put i when they announced it, I, don't, I don't know where it was on which twitter feed or whatever but someone put spend the money like the money they've made from the goalkeeper <laughs> spend the money spend the money yeah. uh yeah so crepo got his new contract i did I, again I, I don't like to to get on them on social media but it was it was just so over the top for for you know a contract extension, but like you say, I guess they don't have much else going on. And Mate, then, there's a saying that comes to mind: you can't polish a turd. Yeah, but they're trying. They're trying. God to. love them. <laughs> they're giving it a good old sh- sh- spit and shine. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that's that's come out today, which is interesting on the transfer front, is Venuto's off, uh, which is very surprising. I think it came out of the blue. Um, He's gone back to he's gone to Santos and uh, he's gone back to Brazil, and there's a few reasons why this interests me. First of all, uh, I, th- I still think he was one of our better players going forward, as uh, in a team that is desperately struggling to create chances. For him to go is an is an odd one. Uh, second of all, they signed him for a hundred thousand dollars, and they've let him go for nothing, which is again. I think someone said they signed him for four hundred thousand. I think that's been corrected. Right. That it was actually about a hundred thousand, and uh, but that, all that being said, they've let him go for nothing, and and that's that's an odd one after just like five months or so at the at the club. But did you see the talk about it? there was some clause in his contract that said if a Brazilian club shows interest in him, he's got to be allowed to leave. I don't know if that's true. I didn't. I haven't read that. And if that's true, then it makes a lot of sense because Santos are Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and, uh, there was some some sort of suggestion that uh, it was 
it could have been something to do with family reasons, like family not settling, and and they ultimately always wanted to go back to Brazil or go to Brazil. I don't know. Well, the the reason why I'm interested in it is because Venuto has been a controversial is maybe a strong word, but there's certainly been a split in opinion of the supporters of whether he was um, any good or not. Um, a couple of people particularly vocal on the fact that they didn't think he was uh, he was very good, which is, you know, fair enough. But Santos are actually playing really well right now. And I know you don't follow the South American football too much, but they're actually top of the Brazilian league after... I think about 12 games gone. They're five points clear. So it's not like he's going to a team that's struggling. So I'm interested to see, I mean, assuming he's probably not going to play this weekend for them, but it'll be interesting to see over the coming weeks whether they have signed him because they see him as having a role in that team because uh, Santos have not been a a great team for a few years and they've got themselves back together and they're, they're back on top of the Brazilian league right now. So... All right, but uh, for, the, for those of us that don't watch that shit, sorry, not shit, but that's that league. Um, how does it the quality of the football compare to MLS? It's much, 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 much better. Yeah. So he's going, he's going to a more difficult league, a more technical league. It's not like he's leaving for a more obscure league than the MLS, right? No, there is. No comparison between yeah. the MLS. How and does the Brazilian league. league compare to the Premier League? Uh, it, it's it's behind it. Yeah, but but I bet you like the championship level. Uh, no, I would say probably the top end Brazilian teams, like the the you know the the top Brazilian sides would. They give w- Premier League teams. Oh, a game. for sure, yeah. they would be. They, I mean, I don't know if they're challenging the top six, but they they'd be in with the rest of the pack for sure. So better than Rangers and Celtic then. Well, I mean, the Whitecaps are better than Rangers and Celtics. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how Venuto gets on down there, and if he gets his game, I, I hope he does, and because uh, I think it'd be some vindication for him from some of the criticism he's had he's had here. Do the Whitecaps get any Tam and Gam for this? No, because Tam and Gam is just MLS teams, I think. Right. So they get no, they get no grease from but this one. They free up a slot. An international player slot. So this is the interesting thing is, uh, and the thing that's being talked about a little bit um, is, does this mean that somebody's coming in in the next uh, couple of weeks? Is the is the um, is there a change happening potentially? Uh, one of the names there was a name that was floated around that I've forgotten now, but I'll try and pull it back. Um, well, the manager has said to the in some interviews, you know. Uh, you know, you all think that you can just go and find a player and bring him in, and it, but it's not that easy. And we are looking at two or three players, and we are going to try and get them in, but it's not easy. And we don't think we're not sure it will happen. Yeah, and I I agree with everything yeah, Santa, with DeSanta said there. Yeah, you know, when enough. he was talking about you know uh, you ask uh, you ask um, players if they want to come, and then they say, oh well, we can make you know four hundred thousand dollars a week if we go to China. Okay, go to China, you know, like there's not much you can really, you can't compete with that. It doesn't matter how badly the fans want uh, a big name, whatever, whatever is meant by a big name. You can't, we, nobody in North America can pay out those sort of wages. So, but on top of that, there are players out there that are accessible because other, other teams in the MLS are are getting there. So, and are getting those players in. So it's an excuse to a point. 
but only to a point. So what do you think of that? <laughs> what do you think of that? Well, actually, I was reading about it, and um, there are these markets around some somewhere. Someone was saying that um, North Africa is a kind of underused, underscouted market by most leagues other than French football. The only thing I would say to that is that when you don't have a scout or scouting department, you're fucked. Every continent is underscouted. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the funny thing. I, I, I you bought you. you you took my next next little line because I was going to say it's all very well and good us talking about which countries to scout, but you do need to put people on aeroplanes with clipboards <laughs> to do that. Unless they took our advice and they've got the laptops open with football manager on there. So um, the player that outside, just to get back to the Venuto thing, the player that a couple of people were talking about as a potential replacement was uh, Raheem Edwards, the Canadian, oh, the Canadian international. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's currently at uh, Chicago Fire, but he's not getting his game. But when you look at his stats, he, he, you know, he actually looks quite good on paper. I haven't seen a lot of him. I know he gets our players and stuff, but uh, this year he's played four, scored twice. Last year he played 13 times, scored 10. That's a decent return. <laughs> Uh, the year before Montreal, he'd scored uh, 14. Sorry, played 14, scored nine. Why is he... Why are his games so low every year? Injuries or something? I believe he struggled with injuries the last uh, three, three years by the sound of it. Well, yeah, 13, 14, it's half a season, I guess. Yeah, he's not getting a, a great amount of games, but it seems if they can get him on the field, it seems like he's he's getting himself in position to score. So that was one rumoured one. And then the other one that was rumoured was, um, I think, Brian Ruiz, um, who is uh, the Costa Rican striker. Didn't he used to play for Fulham or someone? Or uh, he Watford? did. Yeah, he did used to play for Fulham. You're right. And he currently, the interesting one about that is he currently plays for Santos. Huh? So it makes well, you wonder switch whether... Back. Yeah, so it makes you wonder if there is a potential switch there. So they're the players that have been rumoured. I, I don't know uh, if there's any certainty to either of those, but people are talking about. So we might, we might have a new face to kind of, you know... S- fire a bit of life into the team a little bit to break the, the monotony <laughs> yeah because it needs it, you still feel like it needs something like i know last week they got they got the draw obviously but you didn't it wasn't the most inspiring uh game of football you're ever gonna watch so talking about players and ex-players we got the the big game against uh cincinnati how many ex-white caps are in the team waston yeah so obviously coming up uh coming up uh this weekend is uh, is our game against FC Cincinnati, the uh, the new team in the league. They are they have I believe four ex uh, ex Whitecaps. Uh, they have um, the keeper, whose name escapes me, Richie Spencer, Spencer Richie. Richie. Uh, Kakuta Mane is there. Darren Mattox is there, and obviously the the main one is uh, is Kendall Kendall Waston. So, um, where's the first thing? Yeah, put twenty dollars each on Mane and Mattox to score. <laughs> well, actually, put twenty dollars each on Mane, Mattox, and Waston to score. In fact, put fifty dollars on the goalie to score. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be a really interesting test this one for, for the Whitecaps because Cincinnati are not a good football team. Uh, they're obviously it's their first year, so they you know they have their different challenges to us. 
But you how know, many of those four white caps play every week in the team? Uh, I think that the, the Waston, Mane, and Matic. Waston is obviously captain. He, he might right? be captain. I'm not yeah, even sure. Yeah, but I think he was. And then uh, Mane and Matic are getting. If they're not starting, they're usually coming on at some point. Uh, so that those three are getting regular. I know Spence uh, uh, Richie played a few times earlier in the season, um, but looking at the last couple of lineups for them, uh, he hasn't played. So it, it, maybe he's been replaced. I'm just going through now. It looks like they lost seven one to Minnesota at home. <laughs> what on uh, on the 29th of June? He played in that game. <laughs> So uh, maybe that was the final straw for, for Spencer. Sorry, Spencer, lad, you're yeah. out. <laughs> Seven, one. I mean, even we got a nil-nil draw. Even we drew nil-nil. <laughs> Fucking hell. But uh, yeah, they they've certainly taken their first share of uh, of Gubbins. He was playing. He also played up till. So yeah, because this is what I was saying. I was just looking at the team that they played. They played Toronto last weekend, and Spencer Richie didn't play in that game. But he also wasn't on the bench, so maybe he's injured right now. Uh, he the week before he did play. So he must be injured is what I'm guessing. Um, and if we run through, I'll give you, just to give you an idea of this game, I'll run through their last few results. They lost to Toronto 2-1 away. They lost at home to New England 2-0. They lost at home to DC United 4-1. They beat Chicago 2-1. They beat Houston 3-2. They lost to Minnesota 7-1. They lost to LA Galaxy 2-0. And then a little bit further back, they lost to New York City 5-2. They lost to Orlando 5-1. So they're about as good as the they White They lost Cats to Salt then. Lake at home 3-0. I'm sure there was another gub in that. They lost to Seattle 4-1. So they've taken uh, they've taken a few lickings so far this season, like ourselves. Are so they, are they, they're bottom of the league? They are bottom of the East. Bottom of the East. Uh, yeah, they have played 23, they've won 5, lost 16, scored 17, conceded 22, which is not bad, really. Doesn't seem outrageous. No, hang on, that can't be right. Sorry. They've scored 22, conceded 53. There that's, you go. That's more like it. Their goal difference is minus 31, so Kendall Waston certainly at the centre of that defence, based on what I've ever seen of him in the last five years. Whitecaps, meanwhile, they've played 24, won 4, lost 11. They've scored 23, conceded 41, minus 18 goal difference. So by far, the really the two worst teams in the league um, will meet on Saturday. So uh, I will not be able to watch it. No, you're going away for a lovely weekend, right? You're going in, where are you going? Kamloops, mate, oh. for this. The, there's a big uh, football tournament every year in Kamloops. 50 men's teams, 50 women's teams, and three days of 11-a-side tournaments, which is supposed to be quite good. So, yeah, I, I doubt I'll be able to watch the Whitecaps because I think we, we kick off at 6 o'clock. 5 p.m. is the kickoff. Yeah, so I'll be playing. On Saturday. I will have just got home from work, so it works out great for me. Um, So I'll be watching. I don't really know what to expect from that one. It's either going to be the dullest nil-nil draw with te- no cr- chances created or it's going to be like four each <laughs> could go either way yeah we talked about this the other day yeah. I think where so t- well I'll get into it in the Twitter section as well but we need to make some bets for this game so when we get to what does Twitter want we'll come back to this okay well uh, yeah I think I think that kind of wraps that one up for, for this weekend 
Um, it, what do you think? What's your What's your prediction for that game? Yeah. Jeez, man. I mean, the Whitecaps are, are abject. I mean, based on that highlights of the gate, the last game, they were lucky to get away with a draw. Ex players playing against the Whitecaps. I say some, there's going to be a bit of controversy. Something's going to happen, and the Whitecaps will lose. Probably, I say three nil. Three nil. Three nil. That, that is a really bad result if that yeah. happens. I actually think they'll lose as well, but uh, I, I think the ex Whitecaps players would love nothing more than to stick one on this front office based on some of the, the conversations that have been had this week. And I, that's what I want to get to next is the. Uh, did you see the, the 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 interview that was done with Kendall Watson? Yeah, so let's move on then to uh, that section. So, Kendall, you told me about this earlier today. I I looked at a few of the news articles, but uh, old Kendall's put the boot into the front office just like the rest of the fan base. So fair play to him. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I don't I don't necessarily believe what he said is the truth. I think uh, here's the, Waston is an extremely liked player for. From the fans' point of view, I, I never got it. I never thought he was very good. We were never good defensively when he was here, really. We all we were always poor defensively. Um, uh, um, he wasn't without his controversies, which were, you know, some of which were not his fault. You know, you talk about the, the, the supporters group announcement that happened last year and stuff. But uh, I also think that he was probably instrumental in the breakdown of that dressing room at the end of last year. I think he had that sort of influence, and, and um, you know that you, 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 the press conference that was that happened at the end of the season where everybody was sticking the boot into everybody else, and I, I imagine I think that he was a central player in that. In that now, whole, had Robbins had, had Robbo left before that, or he after? got it was announced that Robbo was going to leave uh, way before, so before the season even finished. So they all knew in that press conference that the yes. manager was gone. Yeah, yeah, but he hadn't left the club at that point. No, he, he played. To, he went till the end of the season. He managed till the end of the season. But but, but he was still there when they did those wrap up news conferences. Uh, I'm not I sure if he was a part of that. I don't think he was a part of that. He was gone after the last game of the season. That ha- yeah. the, that from memory, that press conference happened four or five days after the last game of the season. I think. Yeah, and he'd already left. And I don't think Robinson was a part of it from my, from memory, but uh, yeah, it's interesting some of the stuff that he had to say regarding uh, regarding the front office and the he, basically he was saying that he was Waston, away. This is now right. Not, yeah, Waston. Yeah. He was away, uh, and uh, they basically transferred him without speaking to him first or any of that. Now the the the, the flip side of that is. Um, is that the Santos? By all accounts, the Santos wanted to talk to him face to face when he got back from vacation, and uh, they were waiting for him. And that Waston actually just said that he wanted to go, and uh, and that was it. The the deal was done. So I don't know. There's probably so bits of his interview with him maybe trying to save face a little bit. Yeah, and and uh, you know play on his legacy that he has here because he you know the fans certainly seem to to really. Uh, take to him for for whatever reason, but uh, it'll be interesting. He he did say though that if he scored, he would celebrate, which uh, made me laugh. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out at the weekend. It's probably one of the games that I've looked forward to the most over the last six weeks, just because of that that X factor there. 
All right. Well, I will talk about him in the betting section, but if anyone's going to get a red card in that game, it'll be him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would not disagree with that. Uh, I think he's that. odds on to get at least a booking. But if I was going to bet on anything, which again, we'll talk about in the Twitter section, I would bet on that. So I want to talk about the next little bit of uh, front office stuff, which is this fantastic email that most season ticket holders will have received and read this afternoon. Yeah, I actually, I haven't read mine yet, but I know it happened because uh, because you sent me the, the kind of s- screenshot of it. So I'm just signing on to my emails now to see if I've also received that. I'm assuming that I have. But there's some very curiously worded... Um, note in this email from from what i've seen well okay forgetting the actual you know what it specifically says there are two parts to it the first part is about renewals and you know blah 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 if the team's shit the second part which is much more positive is the ga thing and we'll talk about ga after this but the first thing is we've talked for weeks about well years about how small time the club is and how the coach is wrong and all the rest of it and getting an email, a season ticket renewal email that says, oh yeah, please renew. And by the way, if we're shit, you can have your money back. I, fucking hell. Like, I don't understand who in their right mind that runs a sports organisation of any kind sits in a room and says, I know what we'll do, lads. We'll offer everyone season tickets and tell them if, they're sh- if we're shit, they can have their money back. What the... Well, here's here's the thing. This this is the interesting part of this is that so I've I've pulled the email up now. So they always send this email out about the around the the middle of uh, of September. Uh, sorry, uh, middle of August. For you have until the middle of September to sign up, right? And. So this, the timing of this is not really a huge surprise, but it's like they've admitted finally, which they've never done before, that we're going to let you judge us on our actions this time, which they've never done before. It's always been if if you opt in by whatever the date, September 15th, then you're in for that for the next season. This year, what they're saying is, is you can opt out, you can cancel and get a refund anytime up until the 30th of January, which is basically the end of the winter transfer window. But that's, that's bollocks, because as anyone with half of a fucking brain knows, whatever goes on in the off-season is nothing to do with how the team plays like in the league. We could We sat here in... What the same in January last year or February last year, whenever it was, starting this podcast, going, Well, you know what? I mean, Carl Valentine was on, and we were all positive, saying we're getting 11 new players, it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. And as it's turned out, it was a bad thing. But if, even if they went away and signed, we talked about this the other week, they could go away in the off season and get the best manager in world football right now and bring him to the club. And what they're saying is, Oh, judge us on that. Judge us on the players we bring in. But that's not results. That's not like winning every week. That's not performing and having a a good culture, having a positive ownership group that wants to win. This message is not that. And what you do in the off-season, so what? 
I want a fucking refund if we're three months into the season and you're still shit and you haven't changed the culture. That's when I want a refund. Yeah, that that's a fair point. I hadn't really thought of it that way. I think the way most uh, fans will look at it, though, is it seems like they're giving up that they're going to spend on a player that everybody's going to recognise. That's the, that's the way I've read it, is that if we don't have a name that you recognise in the start and 11 or in the squad, by the end of the transfer window, you can opt out. That's how I read it. Yeah, which is also, you know, fair. I, I can see what you're saying. I, that's not a bad way to look at it. It's a positive way to look at it. But, but you're right in what you say, which I hadn't thought of is, I don't give a fuck who you sign. You still just win. You're still rotten <laughs> as well. But it's not even that. It's the culture. Like, Leonard Dutzi and Rachel, whatever her name is, and Kerfoot and all them shitheads. <laughs> they can go and sign Wayne Rooney or fucking Nanny or Cristiano Ronaldo or whoever the fuck player it is that's the flavour of the month that's coming over to the MLS. But that does not change the fact that they're not a team that wants to win. Like, where's the... That the culture's still rotten. They still don't know what they're doing. And you know what? Even if... Even if you thought as a business, do you know what? We give people the chance of a refund. Don't fucking announce it six months before it might happen. Just keep it in your back pocket and then when when shit's going bad, if it's going bad, then you can pull out and say, do you know what? We fucked up. Here's your money back. Like, if you want to be really cynical, this message in this email is a desperation move oh, to try and no just doubt. grab hold of season ticket holders. Like, Well, I don't fuck. even think, like, this is the first time where this isn't a case. This isn't even trying to grab hold of season ticket trying holders. Trying to keep hold this of them. De- this reads to me like... Please, please just give us six please months. Please give us six months. It's fucking desperate, man. Like, no. I, but they are desperate. There's no getting around that. That's, they are, but that this, is not, is, this is not the way to do it. This is not the way to build. But like, I can't think of another way around it. Well, actions speak louder than words, which is. Well, I think that's what they're trying to say is that you're going to see that we're bringing in. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the. This isn't actions. It's this the pro- is them. It's the Basically, promise this, of, a, of potential actions. This, what this says to me is this is them admitting we are, we are on our last chance. And if we fuck and it, and we know it, if we if we fuck it, you can have your money back. This is them saying we've got the noose around our neck, and if if we don't fix this now, this is it. If you look at it that way, it it's quite a good thing because I will renew. I'll tell you that right now. I was talking. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the folks around me, but I probably will renew. And if it is shit, I will cancel and I will get my money back. And then I'll start doing the StubHub thing that everyone else does. The $14 StubHub tickets. Yeah. So it's actually, for me, thinking about it logically and you know, it, the reality of it, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is, is that I don't want people to cancel just because that we are going to lose this. Well, and that's the other piece. Yeah, that's the other piece. Is it's important that everyone should actually renew anyway, because of the threat of a new ownership group coming in and moving the franchise around. But um, on that point, I was talking to all the people around me, and obviously we've all sat together. There's a good six or eight of us since um, 2012 or whatever, and for the first time, everyone we were talking at half time, and people were just looking at each other, going, "You know, the renewal emails coming soon." Like we're not sure we're going to renew and i actually said now nah, guys you should all renew because of what we talked about on the show no giving friends. giving up is like well 
you should be hoping they renew because if they don't, I'm coming to sit with you every game and you don't want that, do you? Please renew if you're listening. Yes. You sit by him. (laughs) If you sit by him, please please renew because I don't need that fucking headache. It's miserable enough as it is. It's miserable enough when I come over for the last 20 minutes of every game. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah, if you are out there, everyone, please do renew your tickets. And now you've actually got this, uh, I'm going to start calling it the ejector seat. (laughs) <laughs> if the 30th if, of january's yeah, launch date <laughs> if, if, ev- if everything's going to shit you can always bang out before january the 30th so but it i still think that if it was me and i was in charge of the club i probably wouldn't have done it this way but as you say desperation stakes there's probably very little wiggle room there yeah it's uh it's a curious email. Anyway, I mean, it reeks the, of desperation, but there is also the positive desper- desperation point number two. Desperation number two is, which is also a positive, is the general admission section, yeah, no, which well, they have fought tooth and yeah. nail against for since they went to the MLS. Even though everybody said, "Why would you? Why would you not do that from the start?" They've been told for years they wouldn't back down. They kind of backed down a tiny little bit like last year, 18 months ago. And now it's like, please come and sit. <laughs> it's going to be great. Please, <laughs> sit please where come you to want. GA. Sit, just you come. can all sit together. Just please come to the match. <laughs> now, I'm pleased about this because although I've had my, my own views on GA over the years and I don't really, I, I, I didn't really understand it. We've got some good friends of the podcast, uh, Zach and Jeff and a lot of the guys from Curva have wanted this for a long time. So I'm, pl- I'm pleased for Zach and I'm pleased for all the guys in all the supporters clubs that have put in all the, um, the effort over the years to get this across the line. Cause it obviously means a lot to people, you know, um, but here's the thing they've done it at a time. Like think back to when, even when we were crap, let's go back to like 2013, 2014, when we'd had four, four years at that point, three, four years of being shit. There was still a huge number of Southsiders. There was a huge presence of Curver. Rain City were in and around there, uh, just kind of starting up. But now, like the Curver is is whittled away to to like you know feels like twenty odd people now who are like compared to what it used to be. The Southsides whittled away to like a couple of hundred down from like. 1500 when when the thing first started out and they had some momentum so now you've done it at the wrong time you know what i mean it's it's like you've made you've made the right decision too late which is which is a travesty because i don't know if you're going to get that sort of momentum back unless you win something which this club is not going to do because it doesn't have the mentality so it is good but let's not pretend like they haven't completely fucked this up over the last nine years. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. They, this has been a battle. It's the it's 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 the same as everything that comes out with this fo, right? It's like they'll only concede. They'll concede when, when they realise they're stood against the wall with their hands here. tied yeah. behind their backs. Like the fucking nooses the, around the, the neck. The officers raise the his cane against the fucking <laughs> up against the chin. It's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, okay, we'll get it. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Just don't shoot us. <laughs> don't shoot. Don't shoot. <laughs> like in the deer hunter when they're playing Russian roulette. <laughs> do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we finally have a general admission section, which is, has been important to a lot of the supporters group. So that's great, great for them. And and I I really hope that 
you know, some of the bodies that the white that the the front office have lost over the years due to you know sheer frustration with what goes on within the club. I I hope some of those people do come back and and you know at least give the uh, give the, the the general admission section a go. But I don't know, it could be too little, too late, unfortunately. But uh, at least we're there. At least we're there. So this is going to be the south side, and not basically the south side is going to be the new GA, right? Uh, does it does it come into two hundred one where you sit? No, no, it doesn't. It comes into I think it's two fifty half of two fifty three and two fifty four is my understanding. So you know where the the big gap is behind the goal. I think it's the section to the right of that yeah, gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, if you're looking at it to that, the left that of the That first gap, block and then half of the block uh, next is, to it. I think so, yeah. That's a bit weird, though, because that means that, I mean, obviously the curver guys are going to move from 202, 203 into that section. I don't know if anyone in Rain City cares enough about GA, but what it's actually going to do is for, for next season then, it's going to compact all of the more vocal supporters into those two sections, that that one and a half sections. Hopefully. And probably leave the other side of the goal behind the goal there a little bit more sparse. Uh, potentially, but I mean... Unless something spectacular happens in the off-season and everyone goes, fucking hell, we really want to buy tickets and go. Yeah, which is not going to happen. I don't yeah. see that happening. Uh, but... but um... I don't think leaving sections of it sparse. At the end of the day, there's going to be empty seats in that stadium at the start of next year. There's no doubt about that. And where those empty seats are is not a concern. Is not a huge worry so, right now. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in this email and this the ejector seat, as I call it. So, uh, what would it take for you, as a fan, as to so, eject? As no, no, no. As someone who's um, you've been to more games than anyone I know of the White Caps and Liverpool for that matter. But anyway. You've been a fan for years. You've been to all the stadiums. You've seen the team grow. You've been to most of the aways, all that stuff. So right now, you're in your plane. You're flying over. The flak's going off. Your cockpit's been rattled. Your engine's been shot out. What does it take for you to stay in the, to stay involved? What do they have to do in the off-season? Because this season's a write-off. But what do, they, what do the owners have to do? What has to happen for you to be 100% guaranteed behind the team next year. Anything or nothing. For me to be 100% behind the behind team? Behind the team. Like fully I'm always in, behind the of team. Of course you are, but I mean like to, to just be like every week, yeah, this is exactly the right thing and this is what they needed to do. Like in your opinion, what do they need to do to get people back into that stadium? Like remember the um, the season opener against uh, Montreal when Latou scored two goals? Yeah. That sort of level of support every week. What do they need to do? They need to to start winning. Okay, that's the thousand foot view. But have you got any more detail? Like, do you need the ownership gone? Do you need the same owners but a marquee player? Do you need three big players? Do you need a new manager? Like, what is it? What is success? I don't think right now, I don't think the ownership is the best, but I don't think it's the worst either i think honestly i think the front office has pissed off too too many people that i think that there are there are a, a large number of people out there that just don't want to have it with them around anymore so i think there probably needs to be a change there um, so they need to eject 
<laughs> I think they should have been <laughs> ejected. <laughs> uh, probably, you know, in reality, probably a, a little while back. But you know, I don't want to. I don't want to start calling for people to be fired and shit like that. That's not the not what I do. But I mean, if you if you're looking at people, I here's the thing. I know personally a large number of people who are like, I'm not going while they're there. Yeah. So while they're there without naming any names, it's hard for me to say what else they could do because I'm, I'm dancing around the problem, right? In, in a lot of people's eyes. Whether they're the problem or not doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's what's perceived. Yeah. So, um, so I, I think there are many, there are a, a lot of changes that need to happen on every level. Every level in order to get to the point where this feels like our team again. Where you go to the stadium and you're confident that there's going to be a, a win, you're confident that there's going to be good support, you're confident that the team's going to perform. I, I look back to like even three, four, four years ago when we weren't, we weren't a playoff team. Maybe we were just scraping the playoffs, but we weren't really ever in the question. Um... And we'd, you know, we'd win a few, we'd lose a few. It was up and down. It was yada yada, but there was still a, a good vibe between the fans and the players. No matter what was going on at the front office, like the battles that the the fans were having at the front office, or as it turns out, some of the players were having with the front office that maybe we didn't know about at the time. There was still a really good feeling between the players and the and and the and the fans that I don't. Maybe it's just because the, the turnover's been so large. I don't really get that feeling anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the players would come over at the end of the game. and I know they all signed the kids' shirts on the way off and whatever, but they used to like, they'd always go over to Curva and have a chat and they'd always kind of talk to the more visible uh, lads from the south side. And, uh, and you felt like there was a bit of a community. It doesn't feel like that anymore to me. Maybe it's just because I've switched off a little bit as well. But... Um, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, get a few wins under your belt and get that feeling back in the club. How you do that with the current setup, I don't really know. Does that answer your question? Are you, well, are you doing a podcast or are you taking fucking pictures? Here? I'm doing a podcast. Now, the other thing I want to know is which players do you want to bring in? Oh, fucking hell. Are you asking me which marquee players to bring in? Yeah. Which, I, which are the, if who would come here? That's not. Who it all would depends you on how much they want. Well, uh, how much do they want to spend? So I can't answer that question. Let's say we bring in a five million dollar player. Okay. What? So what does five million a year get you? I don't know. How much is how much is Ibrahimovic on? Shit loads. Probably way more than that. So. Would you want him to come here? I mean, I hate the guy. <laughs> but imagine if the Vancouver were like, "Look, lads, we've listened to you." We've put together the deal of a century and uh, we're bringing Ibrahimovic. We'd be like, fuck's sake, <laughs> not him. I, I hate the guy, but you know what? He'll score goals and he'll bring in people. Can you imagine? You can't argue with that. Oh no, not at all. Love him or hate him. That would be the deal of the century. But in terms of who I would bring in, honestly, I don't I don't know. I, 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 it should, that's maybe a really we, hard Maybe question. we should one week get out football manager. I'll tell you, I could name players that you haven't heard of that I think would do a job. 
just because I watch a lot of football. I would actually be a good scout for the Whitecaps. Oh, Jesus, not this again. <laughs> you've, tried, you've tried your hand at being an agent. Let's try scouting. But I don't think they want me as a scout. I don't think they want Based you Based on the what match. they've heard on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. They don't even want me at the match. Uh, yes, so uh, in terms of if you... You'd have to give me names. It would be quite an interesting thing. Like the one that's floating around now is Gareth Bale, right? But they're not going to be able to pay Gareth Bale money. That's n- that's not fucking true, is it? No, I, I'm talking about a player who's uh, in limbo right no, no, now, no, no, right? Yeah, because he was just about to go to China for a million dollars squilly, a week. Yeah, shit which is out fucking stupid. There's no way that investment can be worth it to whatever Chinese team he was going to go to. Now, I know... 52 million a year? I should know Fucking... this because we've lived in a hockey city for so long. But what do hockey players get paid? Money. No, but how much? Like, do you I even, don't know. I haven't even got a clue. No, no idea. But 52 million a year, that's, that's an outrage. Anyway, right, let's move on. What does Twitter want? So, our mate CD Pryor said any thoughts on expanded GA for next season and I think we talked about it it's generally a good idea um, but it's nine years too late it's, it's been a long time coming so yeah we covered that one off um, fully aroused it's called you out because you're always going on about betting you've never given any weekly picks yeah I or, love this or potential Fucking long fully shots aroused, man. he keeps this show going I'll give him that him and Roller but uh yeah, fully aroused. I saw your tweet. You want some betting tips. I like that. So uh, If you listen to him, you're going to lose money. But No, you know, we're, we're going to win money this year. This is what we'll do. I've got a plan. Oh, fucking hell. You're going to share your accumulators with the Twitter? I'm going to share my accumulators with the Twitter, Andrew. Fucking hell. Every week. I want to say I am not responsible if any of you listeners out there, all three of you, become gamblers and lose a lot of money. This is not my fault. We don't do it for the money, guys. We do it for the fun, the excitement. The Twitch. The Twitch. Do you know how many times this idiot has grabbed me by the arm and pulled me or pinched me? And I'm like, why have you done that? Liverpool haven't scored. He's like, my bet's nearly coming in. <laughs> and then five minutes later, I look across at him and he's whimpering like a little schoolie. What's the matter? Oh, uh, my bet's gone now. It's finished. you got to have balls to All bet, right. my well, we'll, give, we'll give you five minutes a week from now on. We'll call it, what's that lad at the Willie's Corner? Willie's Corner at the White Caps. Yeah. We What's call this, this Coleman's Corner. <laughs> Coleman's Corner. <laughs> you can have five minutes a week starting next week where I'll just go make a cup of tea and you can get, tell everyone how to lose a shitload of money really quickly. How about that? Well, it, yeah, I love this. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I like the idea of tracking my success because I think I'm going to be good. But what we need to decide is, is do you want, uh, and I'll let the listeners decide, do you so tweet us with what you'd like if you want to if you if you actually want to do this I, I'm I'm up for it. Do you want an actual uh s- small bet of maybe evens that is that is likely to come in, or do you want to do a once a week accumulator? We'll stick to the English games because they all kick off at the same time. What you're not going to give any tips on your fucking Chinese ping pong that you bet on? Ping pong is. Uh, it's more of a feel as the game is happening. <laughs> I feel like you need to put those special outliers in there to make Coleman's Corner different to your well, average betting. This is this is what I'm asking is, do you want... Because every week I, I do an accumulator that's somewhere 40 to 50 to 1 and I'll put $25 on it. So it's a grand if it comes in. It's usually four, five, six team accumulator. So 
if you want that every week, then I'll 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 tell you what I'm going to do every week, and we'll see how we go. Well, I think you should throw an Aki in there, and I think you should also throw in a nice little bet for the Whitecaps fixture or for an MLS okay. fixture. Okay. One of your like seven corners. <laughs> you like well, those ones, those, those well, builders. Actually, Alston came with me to the last Whitecaps home game. <laughs> uh, the Cavalry one, actually. And uh, he put a bet on 11 corners and it would have won him about $300 and it got to 10. <laughs> <laughs> corners is a hard one yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to call. Back. All right, so we'll do from next week, we'll introduce Coleman's Corner. Well, let's have a look here. Hang on, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now what I do. See, now you've got him all excited. Now he's going to spend five minutes looking at his bets. Here we go. Hang on one second there. Come on, we got dead air. We can't have dead air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, do it next week. No. Kakuta Mane to score the first goal of the weekend, 11-2. to two. Oh, actually, we should talk about that now because I want to put. I want everyone to put money, $5 <laughs> each, on all the ex-Whitecaps players to score against the Whitecaps. <laughs> well, I'm sure that will make someone some cash. To score any time, Darren Mattox is is favourite at 11 to 8. 11 to 8? So that's $8 on to win 11 back. Well, that's funny because when he played for the Whitecaps, he couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. The, the one is Kendall Waston, though, to score from a corner of it. To score any time is 5 to 1. No, that's not a good a bet. bet. What's yeah. the, what are the odds on him to get a red card? I don't know. Because I'd I love to see an accumulator that. where he scores and gets a red card. Yeah, I, I can't see. Uh, you can't pick players, particular players, to get cards. All on right. One, so. Well, we'll move. We'll just finish off Twitter. Um, fully aroused. Then there's. Uh, you've been into it with JJ about the stats on. Uh, yeah, me and JJ days, Adams right? have been fighting this week. I and, sent JJ uh, a great picture of the Liverpool win versus the Chelsea fans. And Arnie Salverson. I wanted him to write a story about that. So if you listen to this, JJ, where's the story on the LFC Vancouver no, supporters? Nobody gives a shit. Right, so but, uh Yeah, we were talking about Ardeas on Twitter and uh, he is... Um, I've been saying for a while that he is the best target man in the, in the, in the team and should be playing every week. Uh... And JJ Adams, I, I don't have access to the Twitter right now, but pulled up a stat that I think Ardeas is the one of the per minute chances per minute chances created per minute on the field or whatever those fucking stats are now. Ardeas is actually the Whitecaps' uh, uh, best player, so or it might even be the highest in the MLS, is what JJ Adams was saying. So this information came from the American Soccer Analysis website. And if uh, if you click on it, if you follow JD Adams on Twitter and There's f- a lot of algebra it, there. Yeah. It no go down and it shows you the list of players. No one wants so to see that. So you'll see Ardeas just halfway down there. And uh, he's the most... Oh, creative. shot creating some 0.46. Right. What does that mean? I don't know. It means... He creates 0.46 chances or something. I don't know, but it basically comes down to like chances created per minute on the field is what is a simplified version of what it comes down to. And Ardeas is the best at the Whitecaps, despite the fact that he hasn't scored. And I've been saying for a while that this that Ardeas is 
should be playing more than he is, and I don't understand why he's not given a chance. He does create chance, even in that cavalry cre- game. He came on and he's a beast. He's yeah. really strong. He's got. He, he makes give things a fuck, happen. Man. He should His be. His finishing's not there, but do you know what? I agree with you. On but this. you know what? It, the thing is, is you, you. It's really hard to get into a to get into a pattern of uh, finishing when finishing you're not playing, when you're not playing exactly. all the time. I couldn't agree and more. coming on as a sub, like some people said, well, he's played three hundred minutes. That doesn't matter. If you think that matters, you don't play football because coming on as a substitute when three when of it's those the three, hardest thing to do. You can't you can't judge somebody based on minutes. It has no, to be based you, on start. Especially like this, I was talking about this to even the lads I play along with in in the stupid pub football because they at times I've played in games where I've started. And I'm a complete amateur footballer, but when you start the game and you yes, you, you, you get are. you get up to speed with it, you get some good touches, you get some good shots away, you feel confident, and 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 that affects your game. I am absolutely useless at the best of times, but I'm useless even more so when a team gives you ten minutes at the end of the game because it takes five minutes to get up to the pace of it, right? Yeah, and you need touches, and you need chances, and you need fluidity, and you need to play every week. So the, this lad, I mean. If, if they just said, fuck it, he's got a bad attitude, but just put him in. Just let him play. He's probably got a bad attitude because, he, because he's not, not playing a fucking game and yeah. he's come from and he's, South he's, America. He's and probably looking around thinking, why am I going on the pitch and creating all these chances by myself and I'm not getting in the get I'm not getting in the starting lineup? It's a good point. Thank you. For once you made a good point. Now I'm gonna just quickly skew back to the old Twitter. What's this ro- random comment from Roller Gremio? Oh, it's because we've been I've been talking about Copa Libertadores this week. It's been the uh, the second leg of the last sixteens. Um, so that's and not a unfortunately, uh, all the Libertadores games, as I mentioned, are on are on the zone now. But um, that fucking idiot commentates on some of them, so I have to turn it off. What do you listen to? A little bit of uh, Stevie Wonder, Lionel Richie. Uh, Slipknot. Uh, I listen to the Paul McCartney. I I, I listen to our podcast. <laughs> you listen to your own podcast while you watch the football. Yeah. Jesus. I I went back to to the first few weeks of the podcast the other day and just listened through, and it's amazing how accurate we are. <laughs> yeah, you text me about this, but I yeah. didn't actually go back and listen. It's I can't remember which episode, episode it was. Two, we, you said was it. The f- we absolutely nailed it. What did? What about? I can't even. It's going to be now. shit. <laughs> Basically, the the first game of the season was huge, and the fact that we lost it is it killed it. Yeah, is going to kill every all the momentum. Anyway, well, that's uh, it for Twitter. It's been a quieter week. We need we need much more Twitter input. We so, haven't. Re- we didn't really try this week though. No, it's like it's been a non like the rest week. of the fans. I think everyone just was out enjoying the weather and doing other things. All right. Well, we're we're just at the hour, so let's finish off with red and yellow cards. Have you got any? No, I. Well, I have. I'm struggling. Do you want to see week. mine? Yeah, go on then. My yellow card is for. <laughs> you're gonna like this. Kilmarnock fans. Kilmarnock fans. Kilmarnock what have they fans. done to anyone? So Kilmarnock were in uh, a couple of weeks ago. Were in the Europa League qualifiers, and they played Connors Key of Wales in the first qualifying round. And uh, they knew that if they beat Connors Key, they would uh, progress to play Partizan Belgrade in the in the second qualifying round. After the first leg in Connors Key, it looked uh, good. I think they drew one one, 
Um, or maybe they won 2-1. I can't remember. However it was, it looked good. It looked like they were going to go through. Only for Connor's key to go to Kilmarnock the week later and turn them over and knock them out. So you might say, well, why are Kilmarnock fans getting a yellow card for that? Because there was about 50 of them had booked the trip to Belgrade before they'd gone through. <laughs> so they all went to Belgrade this week. It was, it was actually on Twitter today. They were all in Belgrade. In the away section, supporters supporting Connor's key. Because why, is that, why is that a yellow card? That's because brilliant. you should never book the trip before you're there. Fuck off, you do that all the time. When have I done that? <laughs> no, that's not something I do. Oh, oh yeah. Would you, do you book hotels in city in European cities six months before you might need the hotel rooms? Did we need the hotel room? That's not the point. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I told you when, when we got through that group stage we were going to go to Madrid, and I was right. <laughs> Yellow card, Kilmarnock fans. Have you got any red cards? No, I've got no cards. I've week. got a red card. And you're going to love this because it's a throwback to an a old podcast that we did about six weeks ago. Do you remember the African Champions League final that got oh, controversially how can we forget? called off? For those the- of you that don't know, the African Champions League final, which was the same day as the, the European Champions League final, um, what happened was is uh, a team, one of the teams in the final equalised, uh, um, but the, the goal was ruled out for offside. And they had VAR in use and the players were screaming for VAR to be used uh, on this goal because they believed it to be onside. And the referee kept saying, no, we're not using it. We're not using it. We're not using it. And then because the players wouldn't kick off and restart the game, the referee had to admit that the VAR wasn't actually working. And it was there in the stadium. You could see the screens, but it wasn't working for whatever reason, which obviously upset the players a great deal. They walked off the pitch after an hour of the game and the referee awarded the result to the other team. Then about two days later, the African Football Federation decided that actually that wasn't fair and that they were going to replay it, but they couldn't replay it because now all the uh, players were going to go to the African Cup of Nations. So they were going to replay the second leg after the African Cup of Nations, which was going to be like six weeks later. It was due to happen uh, either this weekend or next weekend, but now the Court of Arbitration for Sport have, Why are they involved? have stepped in because one of the teams, the team that won, complained, and they've said, no, you can't replay the finals. So now we're back to... Now nobody's got the trophy because everybody handed the, they handed the trophy back, they handed the medals back. It's just a whole mess. So red card is that is the court of arbitration for sport a globe? Are they like the UN but for sports? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Know. So uh, so the African Cup uh, or the so the African Champions League final is uh, is back up in the air. So we'll keep you abreast of that. But it's a red card for fucking it up again after monumentally fucking it up the first time. That's incredible! Incredible. Well, I'm sorry to say I haven't got any cards this week, but maybe next week. Maybe next a, week. A red card for Kendall Waston, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen on Saturday. All right. Well, that's it for the... Oh, no. What? After that, we got Portland the weekend we after We got Portland that. the weekend right. after. Well, that can be next week's uh, preview then. Maybe that. we could do a podcast in the car on the way down is that possible yeah we could do that we'll get we'll get some of the boys to podcast in as well on friday right we're, yeah we're going yeah. on friday yeah. we'll uh we'll try and do the next podcast on the road that'll be a good one all right so that's it for now enjoy the game say bye rod bye <laughs>